0: Hello, my friends. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Christopher Rallam, and we are talking about the call of God, and today we shall continue about the ministry of the evangelist and the importance of the ministry of the evangelist. So I'm uh, reading some more scriptures to you like I did yesterday. Mark 1 verse 15, uh, this talks about the first message that Jesus preached. He says, the time is fulfilled, the Kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the Gospel. Four-point sermon. The time is fulfilled and the Kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the Gospel. So even Jesus preached that people should repent of their sins and they should believe in the Gospel. And that was 2000 years ago and even until today. In the days to come, the ministry of calling people to repentance and to believe in Jesus, to believe the gospel is of utmost importance. And in Matthew 24 verse 14, this is the Lord Jesus again speaking, and he's talking about the the end times. And this is what he said. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed (coughs) throughout the whole whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. So if you were to ask when will the end times be, when is Jesus returning? Well, firstly, the gospel has to be preached as a witness uh, as a testimony to all nations. And the word nations here is ethnos means to every people's group. So it says the gospel must be preached to every people's group, people's group, and then the end will come. And so Uh, That's why we have, there's an urgency here to preach the gospel to every nation, to every people's group. It says, and then shall the end come. And then it says uh, in Luke chapter 24, 46 to 47, and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem that means that uh, this is the message uh, you know and this is it is written in the scriptures that Jesus Christ should suffer and on the third day should rise from the dead and after that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem and you know that is that is the importance of preaching the gospel it is so simple and yet there's a uh, the, there's something very profound in the simplicity of this that uh, jesus should die and rise again from the dead and when jesus died he died for all mankind he suffered and died for all mankind now there's 7 billion people on this earth and jesus christ bore upon his own self the sins and the diseases and the miseries of all seven billion of those people now the seven billion people who are alive at this time on this earth you think of all the billions of people who have lived before who have passed on and the billions who will be here afterwards so Jesus Christ upon his own self has borne the sins the diseases the infirmities of every single human being from Adam the first man who walked on this earth to the last human being who will be born on this earth Jesus took upon himself everybody's sins and everybody's diseases and because of that every human being on this earth it doesn't matter in which corner of this planet they are on they have the right to hear the gospel at least once in their lifetime and that is why we must raise up And send out as many evangelists as possible. It says, and so what would happen? It says that Jesus should die and on the third day rise from the dead. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins... That means that if people repent, their sins will be forgiven. Because you see, every human being stands with this huge, massive debt of sin before God. You know, we live in America and people talk about the national debt, how many trillions of dollars in debt we are. And then they talk about every human being, every American has got so much of debt on his head. You think of the debt that of sin that we have, the burden of sin that we have before God, that no man can ever pay off or, or get rid of. But Jesus bore all that. And that is why it says that repentance and forgiveness of sins that is in Jesus, it should be proclaimed in his name ...to all nations. That means that the mandate, the task that God has given to the church... ...is to preach this repentance and forgiveness of sin... ...that is available to every human being. And this gospel message shall be preached to all nations. And you know, when we talk about all nations... ...you know, there are nations where they readily accept the gospel message... ...but there's other nations where, uh, look... I have been arrested in two different nations, and uh, one in one nation, I spent almost a year in prison for preaching the gospel, and they wanted to execute me. In another nation, I was also arrested, but that was for a shorter time. And there's there's other nations. If I go there to preach the gospel, they will uh, they will persecute me. Some nations will throw me out. Some nations will put me into prison. Some nations I could be killed for preaching the gospel. So so you got on this earth. There's I mean there's Uh, I think 250 nations or 270. I don't remember the exact number. And many of those nations, it's okay to go and preach the gospel. Other nations are outrightly hostile to the gospel message. And you could, if you preach the gospel, you can get killed. And even as I sit here right now, there are people, more people in prison, more people being killed for preaching the gospel than at any other time in history. But the task must be done the gospel must be preached in spite of the cost why because the destiny the eternal destiny of every human being rests upon the gospel because if they hear the gospel at least they have a choice to respond to the gospel and give their life to jesus or to say no to jesus but they must get that opportunity to say yes to jesus so they may be saved and so That's why this gospel message is so important. We cannot trivialize it and say, well, you know, it's not that important. It's not worth the cost. It is worth the cost. And there is a lot at stake. That is why we must be willing to stake our lives on it and put our lives on the line in order to get the gospel message out to the lost. So that is why it says that... um, his repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations even to the hostile ones it should be proclaimed to all nations beginning from Jerusalem then it says 1 Corinthians 9:16. for if I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting for necessities laid upon me woe to me if I don't preach the gospel so it, it means that you know I have no ground to like I preach the gospel okay I've been doing this for 44 years and I have been uh, preaching in scores and scores of countries I think I've been to I've personally visited more than a hundred nations and preached in over 75 nations, but I cannot boast of it. The reason I do it is because it's, it's a compulsion that is laid upon me. I am compelled to preach the gospel. I am. I am really, I am compelled, there is a compulsion upon me to preach the Gospel and say, woe me if I do not preach the Gospel. Woe me if I do not preach the Gospel. So it's not something that I have a life, a relaxing life that I would rather live that relaxed life and enjoy life and go out when I feel like going. No, a compulsion is laid upon me. Woe me if I do not preach the gospel. And Luke 4.43, But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus, uh, you know, he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. This was actually when uh, uh, this leper came to him and uh, Uh, and the leper threw himself at his feet and uh, you know lepers in those days they were outcasts from society and uh, if a person got leprosy they believed that a leper was uh, uh, you know uh, that leprosy was contagious and so they were declared unclean ceremonially unclean and they were thrown out of town because leprosy is a body that really Attacks your central nervous system, it begins to eat up your extremities eats up eats up your fingertips, your toes, your hands, your arms and legs, your nose, your ears you know every part of your body begins to just dissolve and disappear i've seen lepers when I was growing up it's a the most it's a most horrible sight to behold, and the stench of rotting flesh i uh, I will not take time to describe to you but I, 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 I'm 66 years old, but I saw lepers when I was like four or five years old and I still have vivid memories of, of lepers and, um, and it's supposed to be incurable. And so here's, and and what they would do to lepers in the days of the Bible, they would uh, put them out and leave them in a leper colony. So the lepers used to live in lepers colonies and they basically rotted away until they died and they were not allowed to touch anyone because whoever they, they touched physically was also declared unclean. So the families their families used to come with food and leave food at, outside the leper colony. so the lepers used the leper used to come and get his food, but these lepers used to live by themselves. Then they used to wear a certain kind of wear a certain kind of cloak with a hood on the head so people didn't have to look at them and if they ever if you know if the lepers could walk if they still had their feet intact them, if they moved from one place to another <coughs> people would recognize them by the cloak and the hood and they had to cry unclean 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 so he was this leper and he sees Jesus and he's Unclean, and he sees Jesus, and he he starts moving towards Jesus, and 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 the deci- I can imagine it's not in the Bible, but I can imagine the disciples of Jesus trying to shoo this man away, and because if the lepers would if lepers would come too close to people, people used to take up stones and stone them because just to keep them away. So someone must have stone uh, thrown a stone or two and tell him go away. But Jesus said no, no, no. And and so the leper came to Jesus and threw himself at his feet. And this is what he said. He says, he said, Lord, if you will, I can be clean. In other words, I know that you can cleanse me, but I don't know if you want to, but I know you can. So you see, faith isn't believing in God's ability. It is believing God, believing in God's willingness. This man didn't have faith. He understood that Jesus could heal him, but he didn't know if Jesus loved him enough to heal him. So he says, I know you can. I know you can. But if you will, but I don't know if you will, but if you will, you can heal me. And uh, and I mean, this man had faced so much of rejection all his life. I mean, lepers are rejected. They're outcasts. So he didn't know if Jesus would You know, reach out to him. You know what? Jesus did something beautiful. Normally, Jesus would just speak his word and heal people. So he reached out his hand and touched this untouchable man. Only Jesus touches an untouchable man. He reached out and touched this untouchable man and said, I will. Because the man had said, if you will. And Jesus said, I will. Be clean. And he reached out his hand and touched the man. And instantly the leprosy departed from him. And the man was healed. And then what happened when this news of this miracle spread. All these people began to come. People began to come from all over. Because they had heard of this wonderful miracle. And what did Jesus do? He said to them. And the the disciples said, Lord, look at all these people coming to you. And Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. And in Mark, it says, I must preach to the small villages as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Jesus said, I was sent. This is what I'm all about. I was sent for this purpose to preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the people. Jesus, he said, he was sent by God to this earth to preach the good news of salvation, of healing and deliverance to all mankind. Beloved, that is why God raises up evangelists and he sends them out. He sends out evangelists to preach the good news, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to bring the message of salvation to all the people. And he said, that is why. I was sent, and then in Acts one eight, he said, "But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Hallelujah. So it says here, uh, it says, "You will receive power." Now. This is Jesus talking about Pentecost. This was, in fact, just before he ascended to heaven uh, and sat at the right hand of the father. After his resurrection from the dead, Jesus was with his disciples for 40 days. And the Bible says he talked to them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And he was for 40 days. He talked about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And now on the final day, uh, the day of his ascension to heaven, and he's giving his final talk to his disciples. And he says, don't go anywhere but wait in Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. And he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. he says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and to the uttermost parts or the ends of the earth. So Jesus is saying that when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, you shall receive power, power, miracle working power. And the reason you shall receive this miracle working power, there's a reason why you shall receive power, is that you shall be my witnesses. Now, a witness is is a person who can give evidence in court. That is the meaning of this word witness is one who can give evidence in court. So uh, in other words, someone who can get proof that Jesus is alive, because that is, uh, you know, we are called to give evidence and proof to the world that Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive. That is what we are called to give evidence of because uh, many people will say Jesus is dead. But we say, no, Jesus was dead, but he rose again from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered the devil. He conquered sin and he conquered disease. And he is the author of life. He is the giver of life to all those who believe in him. He is the healer of the sick. He's the deliverer of the oppressed. He breaks curses. He sets people free. So people will say, okay, what is the proof that you have, that you believe this? So we can give that proof. We are proof producers. And that is why the Holy Ghost has been given to us. So if you were to ask, you know, what is the purpose of the baptism with the Holy Ghost? The purpose of the baptism with the Holy Ghost is for us, (coughs) I'm sorry, to give proof and evidence that Jesus Christ is no longer dead but he is risen from the dead and he is alive today right now because he does the very same things today that he did as a recorded in the pages of the Bible 2000 years ago. That means when we read the gospels, we read the stories of what Jesus did 2000 years ago. He does the very same things today. Why? Because he's alive today. A dead Jesus could not do anything because he's dead, but a living Christ can do the same things that he did 2000 years ago. So that is the purpose of the baptism with the Holy Ghost and with fire so that we can actually give evidence and prove and show the world that this Jesus Christ who we talk about, he's not dead but he's alive. Hallelujah. He's still a miracle worker. So he says, and you shall be my witnesses. That means that we shall give evidence in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah, I mean, ends of the earth. Far, far places. I mean, I I was in one place. Uh, you know, talk about the ends of the earth. I went to one place far away, very, 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 very far away, and uh, you can't even imagine. I won't mention the country, but I was I, I went to this place far away, and uh, and the military came to me, and they uh, because you know very few people go there, and uh, and and they they somehow knew who I was and why I was there. And they told me, we know who you are and you're not allowed to preach the gospel here. This was in a country very hostile to the gospel where Christians were being persecuted. I said, sure. So I did a meeting there. And one night there were thousands of people who came and there was a woman. Uh, she, she, somebody had shot an arrow and the arrow had gone in and pierced, I believe it was her right eye, had pierced her right eye. And I had just, you know, just, it was, it had just burst. And so they had taken her to a hospital and they cut the eye out. And she had a big, empty, gaping hole here. And then uh, she, they brought her to the meeting. And that night, God created a brand new eye. Hallelujah. So we are giving proof that Jesus is alive at the ends of the earth. I mean, in that place, in the jungles, far, far away, to a place you couldn't even find on the map. I preached the gospel, and Jesus showed himself alive there. And after he did that, the military stayed away. They didn't bother us. They were so scared, you know. They're scared. Those people are full of the devil. They're superstitious. They just got scared. They stayed away. But uh, but I thought, even there, in a place where nobody wants to go to, Jesus was with us, and we could give evidence, and show the people that our Lord Jesus who died 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. He's alive here today. Hallelujah. So to the uttermost parts of the earth in Matthew 4:23, this is about the ministry of the Lord Jesus. He says, and he went throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every affliction among the people. So Jesus, he, he went throughout all Galilee. He went all over the place. If you look at, I was in Israel, and you know when we think of all Galilee, but when you are there, you realize there's all these villages, all these towns, and where there's all these villages, all these towns, you have all these people. And Jesus, he went throughout all Galilee, and he taught in their synagogues, and he Preach the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel means the good news. He preached the good news of the kingdom. And not only did he preach the good news of the kingdom, but he healed every disease and every affliction among the people. And that's what we are called to do. We are called to go everywhere and preach the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness, every disease among the people. God has given us that power. You know, many years ago, let me tell you a little story. I was in Sri Lanka and uh, uh, I had just finished a crusade. I was going home. I was there for a couple of days and I got into a taxi uh, in front of a hotel. I I was at the hotel for some reason. I came out, I got on a taxi and I was going somewhere. As I got on the taxi, uh, this guy came to the taxi and he was begging. He was Uh, He was trying to say something. So I asked the taxi driver, who is he? What does he want? And the taxi driver spoke English. He said, sir, he's deaf and dumb. He cannot hear. He cannot speak. So I said, come here. I was in the taxi. He came here, I put my hands out of the taxi, and I put my fingers in his ears, and I rebuked that deaf and dumb spirit in the name of Jesus, and in an instant, that man who had been deaf and dumb all his life, his ears opened up, and he began to speak, and he began to smile. That is the gospel of the kingdom. Good news, this man who was deaf and dumb began to hear and to speak, and I and I. And I left that place. And uh, I can tell you another story. Many years ago, my son Emmanuel, who's uh, 37 now, he was 10 years old. That was 27 years ago. We went to uh, do a crusade in Zimbabwe and we were in Victoria Falls. We were doing a crusade in Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe. So one day I took him to uh, see the falls, to see the Victoria Falls. So as we came out of the falls, after we had seen the falls, the hotel was just about one, one and a half kilometers away, about a mile away. Nice walk. So <coughs> right opposite the falls there's a place where all the tourist buses stop and you can buy some drinks and snacks. And so uh, I went in there and they had all these buses were there. It was full of tourists mingling around and there was an ice cream man. So I walked up to him and I bought an. I say, Manuel would you like an ice cream? He says, yes, dad. So I bought him an ice cream. And uh, then suddenly this man walks up, and he begins to i don't know he's trying to get my attention. So I asked the text uh, the ice cream man by this time the stand there were, crowd had gathered because they had seen me at the crusade. I guess they knew who he was who I was, and the crowd had gathered and um, so the, I asked the the ice cream man, he said, "Sir, can you?" Pray for him. I said, what is the matter? He says, he cannot hear, cannot speak. He's deaf and dumb. Uh, and I said, I thought to myself, you know, all these people watching me, tourists watching me, and I'm not prepared. I'm not prayed up. So I said, tell him to come to the crusade tonight. So he did some hand gestures and was trying to, to sign language to explain to this man. And I walked away. So Emmanuel and I had walked. I think we walked about maybe 100 yards away. And then suddenly I stopped. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Is, what kind of Jesus do you want your son to believe in? Here's your son, 10 years old, and he's watching you. Do you want him to believe in a Jesus who can only heal in the big crusade and not in a place like this? That Jesus only does miracles in the crusades, in the big crusades, and not where the ordinary people are. And I said, no, Lord, uh, I believe you can do miracles anywhere. And then the Lord said, I want Emmanuel to see that. So I want you to go back and pray for that man. So at this, as I was talking to the Lord, Emmanuel said, what is it dad? I said, I said, just come. So I walked back to the ice cream place and I found the man and I put my fingers in him. And I said, Lord, heal this man. And I cursed this deaf and dumb devil come out in Jesus name and immediately this man smiled he began to hear he began to repeat everything he heard and the people who were standing around they all applauded everyone praised god so i walked away holding hands with my little boy and it was a priceless moment Imanel looked at me he said dad i said yes he said he said in swedish he because we speak swedish all the time and he says papa jesus and make a story and Evelyn. and he says he says, Daddy, Jesus is much bigger than the devil. And that made my day. Just to hear my son say that. And and today I see him 37 years old. He loves the Lord, loves the word of God. And, and you know, he's a man of prayer. He's a man of God. And, and so, but he saw that. I'm not saying all this is because of that, but he saw that. He saw that there is a Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that is why we must, preach the gospel hallelujah we must preach the gospel and we must proclaim the gospel and heal the sick and heal the afflicted and cast out devils and do the works of jesus beloved i want you to be bold to win souls and bold to do the works of jesus and bold to believe god for miracles that when you lay your hands upon the sick God is going to heal them. Why? Because he has promised so in his word and our Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, God bless you and we will continue with this uh, tomorrow and may the hand of the Lord be upon you. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for your hand of mercy upon their lives. Use them mightily for your glory. Use all of us. Use me also, Father. Lord, let your will be done in our lives. May we be strong in you, Father, and bring your blessings to this world that is in such need. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. I'll be seeing you again tomorrow.